welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Tuesday night from the Superbook Sports Studios. Lovely to be home in the Superbook Sports Studios. Lovely to be back in my home. I feel like I've been gone for a whole week at this point. I'm Buck Rising, for those of you who haven't met me yet. I'm happy to have you here. And I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is where you go for uh, to get in on all the action. With the Superbook Sports app, it is very, very simple to wager on every major sport, including football. Download the Superbook Sports app, and they'll match your first bet up to $1,000, superbook.com, for terms and conditions. The Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage, GaryAshton.com, is where you go for your dream address. Without the stress, the Ashton team will put you in a position to succeed with that Intel edge. GaryAshton.com is where you go. Two Rivers Ford, the best car buying experience humanly possible, can be found in Mount Juliet on their on their lot, where you can get one of the state's largest selections of quality American-made Ford vehicles. Two Rivers Ford has great guarantees that they are offering you, which I will tell you about later on in the show, TwoRiversFord.com. And TrueMav Fitness, a new way to work out. TrueMav Fitness will set you on your fitness journey just as they have for me. And I'm excited to get that going. TrueMavFitness.com for more information for their 45-minute classes, boot camp style, that will get you going for any fitness level. TrueMavFitness.com. So, um, today is, uh, is a tough one for a lot of people to process, right? The Titans go to Buffalo, they get their ass kicked. I just got back from Buffalo myself and I'm still kind of processing everything that I saw there because I'm trying not to be overly dramatic. It is only week two or we only threw two weeks of the NFL season. So, you know, 15 games left to play does not mean that they're outright dead, but there is a lot of different things that manifested in that 41 to seven ass kicking that would not necessarily project well into the future, including some of the injuries that they sustained. So something that I, uh, something that I had seen last night and having some discussions myself about a couple of the injured players for the Titans. Remember that Taylor Lewan got carted off that Trenton cannon got carted off. Bud Dupree left at some point in the second quarter with a hip injury not to return. Ola Adaini did miss uh, a good amount of time before coming back into the game. He's been dealing with a nagging neck issue at this point. Now, Bud is significant, but Taylor, I think, matters slightly more only because it, it affects so many different things on the offense. And while... Taylor Lewan does not have a definitive answer about what the injury necessarily will mean and how much time it will potentially cost him. The initial fear was that it might be season ending. Now, when we talked to Mike Vrabel today, he did not have any definitive answers for us. And um, I know that Taylor is going to undergo more medical evaluation tomorrow, which makes me think that there may be some positivity yet there to be found, if not outright season ending. Just continue to kind of see where this thing takes him. But in the absence of Taylor Lewan, Dennis Daly was terrible. Dylan Radens can't play, apparently. 
Uh, and you're looking at a situation where a lot of things on offense, Luan may not be at the peak of his powers, but he's certainly better than anything that they have to offer on the roster at this point. So I'd like to start with your Two Rivers Ford take, if you would be kind enough, on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Get in the comment section, and we will discuss together the first question that I would like to ask you this evening, which is, on a scale of 1 to 10, how big of a loss is Taylor Lewan? Uh, Reed has here, if he is out for the rest of the season, um, let's... I think that's I think that's fine. If he's out for the rest of the season, how how uh, how serious on a scale of one to ten is the loss of Taylor Lewan? Let's talk about it. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We will talk about it together, um, and you will hear from uh, you will hear from uh, Taylor Lewan here, and just or rather, you will see the situation that occurred with Taylor Lewan momentarily right after I tell you about our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford makes the Two Rivers Ford take possible. They also make your best possible car buying experience possible. Let me see how many times I can use that word throughout the course of a sentence. They have great guarantees and low prices locked in for you at Two Rivers Ford for you to be able to take advantage of. That's unlike almost any business, not just car dealership, but any business in today's marketplace. Guarantees are significantly hard to come by. But at Two Rivers Ford, if you qualify for their great interest rate, when you custom order an F-150, Explore, Ranger Edge, Bronco Sport, Escape, or Mustang, they'll guarantee 2.9% APR for 60 months for all qualified buyers. That means you can order now and lock in a great rate for whenever you start paying. Two Rivers Ford is the place that you go. Their dealership in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So, scale of 1 to 10, if Taylor ends up being lost for the season after this play, the first offensive play of the Titans and Bills game for the Titans offense, that is, uh, if he is lost for the season on a scale of 1 to 10, how big a deal is it? He runs with that kind of authority tonight. Motion to Robert Woods. Tannehill comes up throwing and completing. It's Traylon Burks, the rookie out of Arkansas. First round pick, pick up a 14. Also, crossing route off the of play action. Taylor Lewan is down and injured. The longest tenured Tennessee Titan down on the field. Thank you, Laura. See Lewan walking off one of the anchors of that offensive line forever for the Titans. Yeah, he struggled with his health, right? He struggled with the ability. So that's the Monday Night Football broadcast. So a right leg, right knee injury for Taylor. Looked like non-contact, but uh, not a definitive, as we sit here tonight, not a definitive tear, re-tear of his ACL, because, of course, he did tear the ACL on his right knee initially. Um, So for Taylor, you're looking at a situation where they put in Dennis Daly. Dennis Daly was objectively bad. There's not going to be a good solution on the roster. You got by with some Ty Sambrello a couple of years ago. Dennis Kelly, um, who is not a feasible option at this stage in his career, was able to give you some snaps at left tackle as well, although he was certainly a better right tackle than he was at left. On a scale of 1 to 10, how significant is it if Taylor is lost for the season? 10 for Boban on YouTube. Mick says a 6. 
John Pomfret or, or Pomfrey, depending on the pronunciation, says seven best offensive linemen outside of Ben Jones. Um, I think there's a lot to kind of process there because, listen, Taylor, Taylor did not play his best football, certainly, in week one against the Giants. But it's also worth noting that the Titans offensive line gave up nine total pressures against the Giants. Lawan didn't allow a single pressure. He wasn't great in the run game. Um, I'm not saying that he was great in the pass game, but I'm saying that he did not allow a pressure of Ryan Tannehill when the Giants were making a better go of it than they should have been able to, given the losses up front that they were dealing with in week one. Now, Taylor played one snap. It was a 14-yard completion to Traylon Burks. He goes down and is lost for the rest of the game. He gets carted off. Dennis Daly comes in. Not Dylan Radens, but Dennis Daly. And in this game, allows by himself, Dennis Daly, six pressures. So not a single one from Taylor in week one. Six pressures uh, by Dennis Daly allowed. Five quarterback hurries, one quarterback hit. He did not allow a sack, but it is worth noting that consistently, quarterbacks were getting harassed from the left side because of De De uh, Dennis Daly's inability to inability to hold up. Dylan Radens also is not even the backup left tackle two years into this and exclusively in college having played right tackle or left tackle. So it's curious to me that this guy can't really sniff the field unless it's an extra blocker to put on the left side the way that they did several times last night in Buffalo to be able to help Dennis Daly. Imagine if they had not brought in Dylan Radens to add additional protection to the left side. How many more pressures would Von Miller have caused on Dennis Daly as the backup left tackle? Their schedule does not get easier. They've got Max Crosby and the Raiders. Chandler Jones is coming back to Nashville, and you know the way that he ate uh, in week one of the 2021 season. Uh, Puka says an eight. Lamar Daniels is being dramatic. He says a zero. Uh, a loss without Lawan Jacob Dorman says three. We suck anyways. Uh, I, yeah, they might, they might end up stinking. It may not matter that much, but I do think he makes a significant difference. Max Brady says overrated. Uh, well, I mean, he probably is overrated, but that doesn't mean that he's a bad, like an outright bad player. Here's, here's the way that I look at Taylor. Okay. He's not a three-time pro bowl left tackle anymore. Like that is gets to forever be a part of Taylor's byline, but he's missed 19 games in the last four seasons, uh, both with PED, let's see, 19, 20, 20, last three seasons. Missed 19 games in the last three seasons, four with the PED suspension. Uh, missed a chunk of 2020. I think he played in five games in 2020 before he tore his ACL. And then as he worked his way back, he appeared in 13 of the 17 total games in 2021. Now, we'll see how much time he ends up missing. I certainly don't expect him to be available this week, but we'll see what ends up coming back. Um, I do think, though, that you can think Taylor Lewan is overrated, probably be right, and still think that, yeah, uh, he's, got, he's got a lot more to offer than any of the other dudes on the roster. Ben Hall says, I feel horrible for him. Yeah, I, you know, I hope he ends up getting a, a better prognosis than the initial expectation. Because the initial expectation was, oh my God, he retore his ACL. Uh, the, I mean, I walked into that locker room last night, guys, and it was, I mean, 
I wrote about this for A to Z sports.com. I don't know how many of you read. Uh, I'm not, you know, I, I think you should. I'm biased because I'm going to take the time to write. I hope you guys are reading. Reed, Reed pointed at himself and says that he read, which makes me happy. So thank you for that, Reed. Uh, there's one of one. But I think that uh, I think that when I walked into that locker room, and I kind of described this in the article, I've never seen them look like shell-shocked that way. Like straight up like they got got and they didn't know what hit them. And why shouldn't they? 41 to 7 is an outrageous margin of uh margin of defeat. It's the biggest it's the biggest loss that Mike Vrabel uh has taken as a head coach. That uh outside of the Colts game in 29 no, 2018, Mike's first year where Dean Pease had that medical incident at some point in the first quarter and had to be taken to the hospital, so Vrabel has to take over the play calling. Marcus Mariota gets knocked out and playing the Gabbard ends up having to come in. They ended up getting beat by Andrew Luck pretty soundly in that game. That was the biggest margin of defeat prior to last night's game. So I think that, uh, I think that when you look at all these different things, um, I think that it's, it, uh, when you look at all these different things, he's not, I don't, he's probably not on this team beyond this season, no matter how this ends up going. If he ends up being able to come back, if he ends up missing the whole season, I think Taylor's time with the Tennessee Titans is, is probably come to an end, uh, or will come to an end sooner rather than later. But I think that all of these different things that you look at it, if you're looking for sustainability this year, he represents the best thing, one of the best things that you've got, even if you don't have a lot of great stuff to work with right now. Uh, Michael Glass says Bud is a bigger loss because Lawan has become injury injury prone. He certainly has struggled um, to stay available, which is, of course, the most important thing. Uh, we'll read more of your comments here in just a second, and I'll uh, tell you what Mike Vrabel had to say about Taylor Lawan and Bud Dupree momentarily. Right after I remind you that True Math Fitness is the place that you need to go to start your fitness journey. I'm excited. Listen, I've been. I've been gone since Friday uh, because I flew to Detroit for a wedding, flew from Detroit to Buffalo on uh, Sunday for the game. I've been in Buffalo since Sunday, and I haven't been able to go to TrueMav this week. I am excited to go back to get involved because their glass, their classes are great. They are engaging. They keep you stimulated throughout the course of your process because no workout is going to be repeated or recycled, and they are for any level of fitness. You can be a fat, out-of-shape guy like me and still get a lot out of True Math Fitness. You can be in better shape and still be challenged by the classes that they offer. TrueMathFitness.com is where you go, conveniently located in downtown Nashville in the Gulch. And if you are a Nashville resident, your first class is free. TrueMathFitness.com for more information. Okay, so... um. Borderline 11 on a scale of 1 to 10 from the uh, Superbook Sports Studios. How big a loss is Taylor Lewan? Big time Timmy Tay on Twitch. Big time Timmy Tay on Twitch. All right. I think I nailed that. Uh, it says borderline an 11. Uh, Michael Wagner says any offensive line is huge for us because you know Vrabel and J-Rob will try to fill it either from the roster practice squad for as cheap as possible. All right. So here's – here's and it's not a defense um, of – the lack of spending, because I was asked this question yesterday by uh, by somebody on the sidelines about, you know, why the Titans didn't do more this offseason. 
And it's there's a number of different factors, right? One, it's not necessarily in their philosophy to go out and overspend, even as it seems like teams are finding ways to do this well. Consider the Rams, who also overspent. Now, they ended up beating the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday, but they did. They also got their ass kicked by the Bills. Now, they didn't get their asses kicked as bad as you got your ass kicked uh, by the Buffalo Bills, but certainly the team like the Rams that has been the model for this did not have an easy go of it despite the way that they have continued to pick up expensive veteran contracts and push the salary cap hit down the road. Uh, for the Titans, though, it's different. The Titans do not have Stan Kroenke Walmart money. Because when you overpay for those contracts, you have to have the guaranteed money on hand. Like, you have to be able to give out that guaranteed money right then. This is not a cash flush organization. The Adam Strunk family is not one of the richest, uh, hell, it's, it's probably in the bottom tier of wealthiest ownership groups in the league. So if you want them to overspend that way and you're looking for a lot of different reasons why they wouldn't, one big one that sticks out is that they don't necessarily have the capital like Kroenke does, who can overspend for a, I don't know, what, producer Reed, maybe look up the uh, the cost, the final cost of SoFi Stadium uh, that end up being for all the talk of a two, you know, north of $2 billion stadium here in Nashville. I think SoFi was damn near five. That's the difference between Walmart money and some old school Texas oil money. So it's not necessarily the same thing. Again, there's other reasons why they don't overextend themselves, but this is, again, a not cash uh, flush organization quite that way. Uh, Chris, uh, let's see, overrated is an overused term, says William Romer, talking about Lawan. It's a hard hit to the health of the O-line period. He says a seven. My number would simply be this. Uh, I would say it's. I would say it's a nine. On the scale of significance, I don't think Taylor was, again, I don't think Taylor was overwhelmingly great in the one-game sample size of run blocking that we got, but I think he's better than Dennis Daly. Taylor, uh, I thought, was fine in pass protection in week one. Obviously didn't see more than a snap from him before he went down last night, but he is certainly better than Dennis Daly. I think that uh, I think that their issues continue to suffer, especially if they if they insist on running the ball as often as they do on first down. They, they threw more on first down than they uh, than they ran last night, which was a pleasant surprise. But still, Derrick Henry was wildly ineffective. Um, and I think it only gets, I, I think it only, I think it only, I don't think it gets much better the more Dennis Daly plays. Let's say it that way. Uh, I, I think that's kind of the way that you would look at it. Nine seems extreme. On a scale of one to ten, but I do think that it is substantial. Uh, Lou Man says zero. He doesn't think Taylor Lewan is an asset whatsoever. Uh, I would disagree with you, Lewis. Um, but you know that's how it goes. Trey says, "Oh, dude, Lewan, ugh, hate it to end like that." Well, listen. I again, I say to you, it. He hasn't definitively had a season-ending injury yet. That's why when I wrote. I didn't say that he was done for the season. I said that the initial fear was that he will uh that he might that he is likely done for the season. He is still getting medically evaluated. So he is not actively done just yet, but it is certainly the most likely outcome. We'll see how much time Taylor Lewan ends up missing. 
Um, okay, let's also talk about uh, let's let's talk about Todd Downing because Mike Vrabel was asked about it today uh, in the uh, in the uh, in the press conference the day after recap press conference that we always do with Mike. Um, somebody is asking, what is the solution if he's done? Are we going to go out and trade for a left tackle? Probably not trade for one. No, I don't think so. I bet I bet that they uh, like Eric Fisher is still out there. He wasn't great. <laughs> he wasn't great for the Colts in 2021, but he is better than I think what you have. Um, there's a couple of there's a couple of other names that probably wouldn't make you feel great. Darren says, is Dennis Kelly available? Listen, uh, the Colts tackles are terrible. Dennis got cut from the Colts roster. So, well, I love Dennis personally. Um, I do not think that it does not seem at this stage in his career that he is a better option over what you have right now. Tristan Turner says, maybe Jelly Roll can play left, left tackle. Uh, listen to me, all right? Like, I told Lucas on the radio show today that we need some kind of sound for when I sound super pretentious and, like, I'm I'm – it comes off as a brag when I'm not trying to brag. I think I just have bad tone issues. But like Jelly was at the game last night because he was playing a conf- uh, a concert somewhere in uh, somewhere in uh, outside of Buffalo. So he rolls up with the tour bus to tailgate for Monday Night Football. So I was gonna go to the tail. I was gonna go to his tailgate before. Frankly, I'm glad that I didn't because I think he would have tried to get me incredibly drunk. Um, before I went and had to cover a game, honestly, that probably would have been preferable for how boring that game was to cover. But I, uh, so, so I texted jelly and I said, listen, I'll see you on the sideline and I'll try and catch up with you after the game. So I finish up the press conferences. I walk out into the bills mafia tailgate where there are still 70,000 bills fans tailgating. I mean, I'm telling you, for those of you who have seen the movie, movie project X, where a bunch of kids take over the house and throw like this insane party that causes riot cops and helicopters and all kinds of different issues to occur. Um, that's what it looked like as I walked out of the stadium at about 12.45 a.m. this morning. And so I walk across this wasteland of of, fee- of tailgating fields and I find Jelly Roll's, uh, I find Jelly Roll's, uh, what, what's, the, what's the word? Tour bus. He's got two tour buses parked in the parking lot of a bar called Prohibition 2020, and they have completely taken this thing over. Like Jelly's still out there throwing a party, and so I get on, I get on the bus, and I am when I tell you that I had damn near an out of body experience in the two hours that I spent on Jelly Roll's tour bus. I uh, I mean that in every sense of the word because I came out of there like <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. Uh, in in terms that are in terms that are safe for the purposes of the people that employ me, but I will say to you that if you have the opportunity to hang out with the legend that is Jelly Roll, uh, do so with caution because <laughs> I got got and I had I it's, I could have slept more than the two hours that I got last night, but because of Jelly Roll, I'm not blaming it on Jelly Roll. I should probably blame it on myself. I should have just gone home and written uh, instead of instead of hanging on. Hanging out on the tour bus, but uh, it was certainly uh, it was certainly a unique experience, and I love that guy. I th- I think Jelly Roll is one of the most incredible human beings of all time. But we'll have maybe I'll uh, maybe maybe on the uh, in an uncensored. Well, I mean, I guess this is not necessarily a censored environment, but maybe maybe we'll do something at some point that allows me to tell the stories of what it is like to be on the Jelly Roll tour bus. Anyway, 
Let's talk about Todd Downing. <laughs> I'm sure you guys are going to want to get stirred up again. Just whack the beehive one more time. Uh, Mike Vrabel was asked about Todd Downing today uh, about the feedback that many of you have been sending Mike Vrabel's way. Should Mike Vrabel fire Todd Downing after two games? Or fair or foul, rather. Mike Vrabel should fire Todd Downing after two games. Let me know on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch. We will talk about it together right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. That's where you go for your dream address without the stress, the Intel Edge. You need to succeed. That is where you go. Gary and his team will put you in a position to get the best Intel possible, to find the best properties with the best information while everybody else screws around looking at uh, properties that are inferior and without the proper Intel to succeed. Gary Ashton will help you get the Intel you need to sell your home without any showings or staging to help you find your next home while the market's still hot and to help you win the buyer battle and count in on your home or count uh, cash in on your home equity. Now, GaryAshton.com is where you go. Uh, <laughs> so fair or foul. Should Mike Vrabel fire Todd Downing after two games into this season? Trey Yaney says, Buck was on that tour bus like, somebody saved me, literally. I, uh, well, listen, I, not not like I was, there was moments when I was scared, but it was not because, it was not because of the tour bus. It was after I got off the tour bus that I was, I was terrified because of the environment that I walked out into. His tour manager literally had to hold my hand and put me in an Uber to make sure that I got home safe. It was, it was an experience. To be sure. Um, yes, Corey Smith says, fair. I'm counting back to last year's playoff game. So not just two games into this season, but last year on the whole. Uh, demote him, says Dom O'Dell, not fire him. So I'm going to assume that Dom is saying foul to fire Todd Downing two games into a new year. Uh, Eric Alonzo says, Downing's new name is tight end sweep. That's how that goes. Uh, Teron asked Mike Vrabel today about... Um, about fans who want Todd Downing fired. And I thought Mike did well to take the question in stride because you never know when you're asking about, hey, Mike, you hired this guy that may or may not be terrible at his job. What do you what do you think about firing him two games into the season? That has the potential to go poorly. But I thought Mike took it into consideration. He certainly didn't rip the fans because God knows that's not going to help him after getting his ass kicked 41-7. to This is what the head coach had to say. So with, with that being said, you know, so many fans, they say, hey, you know, as soon as something goes, goes wrong, it's like, hey, fire Coach, coach Downing. Uh, how do you respond to that? That's just not, you know, I mean, I, if, if I felt like there was anybody that, um, you know, wasn't doing their job, to, you know, we're just not going to do that. That's not something that's going to happen right now. I have confidence in our staff. I have confidence in the guys that we put out there. We have to, we have to continue to, to, to coach um, and, and execute uh, better, but that's, you know, that's just not where we're, you know, that that's, I appreciate everybody's, you know, opinion. I, I have to make sure that, you know, everybody here, that players and coaches are, are all aligned and I know that they are, uh, and that's how you get things fixed and, and you win a game. So Mike said, no, <laughs> he said foul. He answered the question himself. He said foul uh, at this point. And it is, you know, I, I think I think there's a number of different ways to look at it. Mike, number one, is never going to say, um, 
uh, Mike is never going to say in front of the press, yeah, Todd Downing stinks at his job, we're going to fire him, or anybody. Like, he doesn't hang players out to dry that way. He doesn't hang coaches out to dry, out to dry that way. It's not a uh, it's not something that he's ever going to do. So even if he did think that Todd Downing was doing a bad job, he would not publicly come out and rip him that way, right? Nothing, nothing. They don't benefit from that at all. And frankly, I don't think you would want him to, even as as frustrated as you might be. Dom Odell says, if Teron didn't ask that, would you have? You know, I, I wasn't at the press conference today. I was still in Buffalo. Um, I Like I said, I landed about an hour ago to make sure that I, not even an hour ago, to make sure that I could come back here and do the show with you guys. Um, I, I think that Teron asked it in the best possible way. So I don't think, Dom, I would have said, hey, Mike, have you thought about firing Todd Downing? I think that the way that Teron asked it, how do you respond to fans who want Todd Downing fired? I think that's the best possible approach. Um, so I do think it bears discussion. And I certainly think it is something that has clearly become a part of their issue. I don't, again, I don't think it's their whole issue. I think they got plenty of other issues beyond Todd, even as Todd is not actively, it does not appear that he is actively helping them be better, which is a part of the problem. But, um, it was a it was good of Tehran to ask it the way that he did because I thought we got the best possible response from Vrabel, even if it's the thing that you guys don't want to hear, which is yeah we're not getting rid of Todd Downing right now. Um, fair, both uh, touchdowns on opening drives with Kelly's influence. See, I I heard a lot of people start you know start talking about the uh, start talking about the idea that um, start talking about the idea that Tim Kelly has been so involved in these opening touchdown drives. I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any evidence that's been out there towards that. And Mike certainly won't tell us exactly what the dynamic is. I can't, somebody asked him that today as well. And he just kind of, he kind of branched it out to say, okay, well, you know, it's, it's like, uh, it's like anything else. Nothing is happening well enough, whether it's me and Shane working on the defense or Todd and Tim working on the offense, like nothing's good enough. Right now, I think at this point, um, Bizarro PK says, no, Buck would not have asked that question because he doesn't care what happens on the field for his Twitter Twitter. Well, no, I mean, not for my Twitter. Like I tell you guys that all the time. I, it does not, it does not bother me one way or the other. If they lose the way that they did last night, or if they win by a margin of 41 to seven, like it, it impacts what I do for a living, because if they lose to the Raiders and they go down Oh three, I'm going to lose you guys before October, which is, of course, bad for business. I don't like that at all. I, I've actively talked about that several times. Um, I do care from the standpoint that I want to cover fun games and not shit shows. Like, even if the Titans had won 41 to 7, that's not a fun game for me to cover. I want to see, I want to see a little drama. I want to see suspense. I want to see it come down to, you know, even the Giants game was at least compelling to keep you engaged. But yeah, I mean, if they win or if they lose, it does not actively affect me, but it does obviously actively affect you guys, which in turn at some point affects what I do for a living. So I think that's kind of the way that I look at it. Uh, some of you, uh, I think some of you took that a little more harshly than maybe I intended it. Maybe it was just the way that I phrased it that people didn't like. Either way, it's not that deep. Um, Kevin Plunkett says, should have let Todd down and go. God damn, it's a long one. Uh, should have let Todd down. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have cussed like that. Shouldn't have let Todd down and go after last season. 
being one of the worst play callers since we had Wizen Hunt as our head coach. Running toss sweeps to our weak side with Daly and Brewer looking lost and getting Henry blown up is exactly why he cannot be continue to be in charge of the offense. We kind of we cannot expect any progress unless we have an OC. Uh, maybe so, but I do think uh, I do think that ultimately, I do think that ultimately, um, I don't think Todd down like they would they would have to utterly collapse. They would have to utterly collapse for him uh to be fired in season and even then i don't think mike would do it i really don't um not that he not that he wouldn't fire him at the end of the season but i don't think mike would like even if they shit the bed for the entirety of 2022 like i don't think that they would fire todd in season as if that would correct things i think a lot of people would it would get louder and louder but you know i mean mike has repeatedly repeatedly shown that he just does not care about what he thinks uh, about what anybody else thinks other than, you know, he has a, a way to go about this thing and he's going to, uh, he's going to, uh, he's going to go about it the way that he thinks best, which by the way is, is why he's in that position. You don't want him to be starting. You don't want him to start doubting his own decision-making. That's not going to help your football team at all. Anthony Malley says, you won't lose me, Buck, until we're 0-6 and lost to the Colts twice. Well, <laughs> two of those games are coming up next month. So hopefully I can keep uh, hopefully I can keep you guys through at least a football season uh, at this point. Uh, I, uh, Karen O'Keefe says, you aren't sorry about cussing. You're right, Karen. I'm not. <laughs> if I let an F-bomb out, I don't, I don't typically like to do that because that's not, you know, that's not great. And I know some of you guys listen to this in places where there are children present. I would advise against that just as a general rule. But I think that, uh, you know, I try to be cognizant of at least, of at least that much. So, uh, fair or foul, Mike Vrabel should fire Todd Downing two games in the season. I, it's going to drive you guys crazy. I don't think, I don't think they benefit from doing that right now. I really, I really don't. Um, I just think there's too many different things that are uh, that are tangled up in each other that would cause a domino effect should Todd be removed. Now, they have the option. They have the option because Tim Kelly has been an offensive play caller before, and obviously he's been with them all offseason. So if they were to do it, then at least you would have that as a fallback that would not have some kind of spiral effect where you you start to lose the players because as soon as you as soon as you show that kind of doubt in your own process you it is quite easy to lose a locker room that way so I think for the sake of continuity they're saying basically yeah the devil you know and I two games in to a new season even as you have a sample size for Todd Downing last year I I try to take these things on each individual season more than anything else I think you have to kind of practice that approach. So two games into a new year, I don't I don't think that's the right move. We'll see how these things continue to progress. All right, let's wrap up with a gone viral video and let's laugh at some funny things that took place in the league yesterday. The question that I'm going to ask you guys is this on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Which player deserves a longer su uh, suspension? Mike Evans or Titans legend Bobby Hart? If you don't know what happened with Bobby Hart, I'm going to tell you in a minute. I'm going to show you uh, this. Uh, I'm going to show you this clip first, though, of Mike Evans, and then I'll tell you uh, about the Bobby Hart situation. <laughs> 
Tom Brady said he's not taking the blame, but he's just saying that the blame shouldn't all be on Mike Evans, because when he looks back and this was him on his podcast last night, he was talking about the fact that if he doesn't go down there and start getting into it with Marshawn, he wanted a pass interference call on a play with Scotty Miller, didn't get it. And that sort of started this whole incident because he was John at Lattimore, then Fournette got in there. And then once Lattimore shoved Fournette, all bets are off and Mike Evans comes charging in there. So Brady said that it means the world to him that Evans went and defended him the way he did. But Brady said, look, I was overly emotional in that game. And not just at that moment. You talked about the tablet. That was seen everywhere. He threw the helmet. And he said he has to do a better job of, of checking his emotions and so that it shouldn't just single-handedly fall on Mike Evans, although they really can't afford to be losing these guys. And that's why when Todd Bowles was asked about it, he talked about football's a game of controlled aggression, and, and we have to do a better job of that sometimes because they cannot afford to have a player like Mike Evans out, especially when everybody else is out, Baldy. So, uh, Mike Evans got suspended for a game for what you saw on the field against the New Orleans Saints. Then, then there's Bobby Hart. Now, if you don't know about the Bobby Hart situation, I'm going to tell you that here in just a second. Right after I tell you about Superbook Sports, uh, if you took the Titans plus 10 last night, you probably lost your ass, but they have other great lines up for you to be able to get in on the action and recoup those potential losses if you are at one of the sad souls who bet on the Titans to cover. Superbook Sports is where you go to wager this football season, not just on football, but every other major sport in the Superbook Sports app. They have lines up for every remaining game for the rest of the NFL season, so you can bet week, week 18 if you want to, to kind of keep yourself engaged. If the Titans kind of tailspin, you can bet other teams throughout the course of the rest of their 15 games uh, remaining in the Superbook Sports app. Terms and conditions, go to Superbook.com. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, uh, the Bobby Hart situation. <laughs> Big time Timmy Tay says, I lost my ass. Okay, well, I hope you find your ass. <laughs> I hope you find it. I hope you find it in the Superbook Sports app. So, Stefan, uh, rather, Mike Evans gets in the fight with Marshawn Lattimore, and there are several Saints players that get into it, but uh, Mike Evans is the only one suspended for a game. Then there's this email that I got before I got on my plane to come home today. Bobby Hart suspended by one, suspended for one game. Now, Bobby Hart is now an offensive lineman for the Buffalo Bills. Bobby Hart famously had to start a game at left tackle, one of the games that Taylor Lewan was unable to go last year. Uh, he is suspended without pay for violations of unsportsmanlike conduct following Monday night's game against the Titans. So John Runyon, who is the NFL VP of football operations, gave the suspension, which prohibits unsportsmanlike conduct, any act which is contrary to the generally understood principles of sportsmanship, including throwing a punch at an opponent. So this is what Bobby Hart did, apparently. Now, none of us saw this. It wasn't discussed until, I don't know when it was reported. But as both teams were heading to the tunnel, Hart walked directly across the field to seek out the opponent, the Titans' opponent. You, uh, Hart approached somebody, it doesn't say specifically which Titan, near the end zone, and a coach had to hold you back as others shook hands. Once Hart and the opponent were in the end zone near the tunnel, Hart confronted him and immediately swung at him with a closed fist. But apparently, Bobby Hart missed the player that he swung at and struck the head of a Tennessee Titans coach. 
Now they, uh, in this memo from the NFL, your aggressive conduct could have caused serious injury and clearly does not reflect the high standards of sportsmanship expected by a professional. So I don't know which player Bobby Hart swung on. I don't know which coach he hit in the head, but I did not, uh, I did not see this taking place in the tunnel. Um, certainly there was a bit, the, uh, why was it that personal for the bills? Well, I don't know. Maybe Bobby Hart didn't like somebody during his time here with the Titans. And like a lot of people don't like Jeff Simmons in the league. So Jeff Simmons probably said something to him, uh, to the extent of, or Bobby Hart was talking shit after the bills whooped the Titans ass. And maybe, I don't know. I don't, I shouldn't say Jeff because I know Jeff is, I know Jeff is an irritant on a regular basis for offensive linemen in the league. So again, I don't know who he swung at. I don't know who he hit, but I think it's going to come up in Mike Vrabel's press conference tomorrow. Um, now that we know that the suspension has officially been handed down. So who had, who should be suspended longer? Uh, certainly Bobby Hart, because he physically made contact with a coach's head. And that's not something you can be doing out here in these streets. All right. It's going to do it for us tonight on the primetime show. Uh, Titans back on the practice field, short week of work before Las Vegas comes to town. So I'll be out there at practice tomorrow and We'll bring back some information. We'll keep you updated on the Taylor Lewan situation as more information becomes available there. For any articles that we're writing, a to zsports.com is where you go. And the radio show tomorrow from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. It's Florida week. I found out today that I'm going to Florida, Tennessee this weekend. And I'm going to be hanging out at the Josh Dobbs tailgate. So if you're going to UT for the, uh, for the Florida hate week game, I'm going to be down there. I hope to see many of you. But we'll talk about college football at great length with our buddy Josh Pate of CBS Sports, who will be in studio. Have a great rest of your evening, and I will talk to you tomorrow at 10 a.m. on 104.5 The Zone. And if I don't catch you there, the primetime show at 8 p.m. Central Time. There's Matt All right, Prater. we haven't scored a point since I came in here. I am gone, guys. What? what that's but, it? But we got a couple more questions. No, All that's right. it. Peace out by the GM. <laughs>